0: Got no time for no petty germs Pandemic, a pandemic turn Horror still in Amityville Bayonet in Gettysburg Mothman, TNT Factory, red eyes, low beam Dog man, Halloween in the street I'm typically skeptical of what I see Voodoo, hoodoo in New Orleans Thunderbird, Swamp Thing Is it real? I was wondering Typical Skeptic show Typical Skeptic show
1: Some of the same, so people can like leave you comments or ask you questions and if you're gonna get my answer Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic podcast. I have another fascinating guest with me today. My guest today, you guys might recognize from the chat. Her name is Brooke Miller. She goes in the chat. She goes by Clearly Brooke. She's an experiencer and an empath. Um, she she's gonna be sharing her stories today. I'm gonna read more of her bio in a second. First, I want to tell you guys: remember to like, comment, subscribe. If you share with people, it really helps me out. You know, I'm trying to do this full time right now, so. If you want to join the patreon you can join the patreon if you want to buy a t-shirt i have t-shirts i have small through xl i don't have any double xl you can buy a t-shirt and you can use one of our affiliates all the links are in the description for all that stuff but i don't want to beat your ear off with that that's not why i'm here what we're here tonight to talk about is we're here to talk about clearly brooke my guest and (laughs) like i said she's an empath an experiencer, and an abductee her first abduction memory was in the summer of 1976 when she was three and her sisters were abducted from her stepmother's family out the outside of Springfield, Missouri. Her mother's side of the family dates back to Freemasonry as early as 1927. She believes that her stepfather's employment with the government and all their UFO paranormal experiences to this point is fact. Her dad began working for the Federal Correctional prison in 1973 and 77 began transferring. Every two years, he would receive promotions and pay raises. She lived in the Mojave Desert, Connecticut, West Virginia, and Arizona. And she and her family have had UFO and paranormal experiences in all these places. She spent most of her adult life attempting to make sense of the experiences, to heal from the past and grow spiritually. She is passionate about healing traumas, practicing kindness and speaking the truth. And she's a practitioner of Toltec wisdom, the four agreements. And she hopes to share her experiences, encourage others to keep an eye open mind and question everything. I love that. And uh, (laughs) I just wanna give her a big warm welcome to the show. Uh, Brooke, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you doing? Good. You know, like when you when you said that you had your experiences in in, in Mojave Desert, Connecticut, West Virginia, Arizona, mm-hmm. that makes me think sometimes it's not the place that you're living in that's a portal. I was thinking maybe it's the person. And, and that reminds me of like the David Eckhart case, like he moved all over the place and he would have experiences everywhere he went. So maybe it's not like the place that we live sometimes and maybe it's more the person. And maybe we haven't even figured that out like scientifically yet, as far as what that means with like paranormal experiences. What do you think?
0: Okay. I think that is brilliant. And here's why I was questioning this actual question with my younger brother. Um, we lived in places where the mineral um, and the government tends to put a uh, bases, It seems at least in two places where the most, uh, uh, energetic crystals are located so for instance boron in the mojave desert where we were outside of edwards air force base is where they mine boron the byproduct of more boron is selenite so people who understand crystals know what selenite is selenite is that clear crystal that um actually i don't know if i, I have a
1: huge piece right here look
0: okay oh my gosh Okay. My girlfriend got that in uh
1: in Bulga- in uh in Macedonia. She got that in a Macedonian cave.
0: That is in okay. So my feeling is those uh, military installations are specific to what the minerals are around. So having the the Edwards Air Force Base and where I lived in the middle of this selenite field. Um, is just it's insane. It's a byproduct of, of borax, which is what boron was, which is where we lived, and there you go, Edwards Air Force Base, and all kinds of weird stuff happens. <laughs> what, what do you, When did, did, did it all por- start? When do did all start? For
1: me, like paranormal wise, like when did everything start? Like
0: oh, well, we I come from a family that is a appears to be, and I think it's manipulated. Well, I don't know if it's nature, nurture. I don't know what it is, but I know that our blood lines go back to the uh, back to the 20s. And oh my gosh, so my dad found my grandfather's certificates and I can share them. I have them pulled up from his uh, induction into Freemasonry. I was been looking for the Bible that I thought would have all of this information. Come to find out my dad had the certificate. So uh, that was even more... Yeah, that was even more gold than, you know, it's funny. It's like, Dad, I didn't want the empty treasure chest. I wanted the treasure. So this is perfect. (laughs) Because the Mason Bible will have the facts in it. And I'm soon to get uh, my, uh, my hands on it. My uncle has it right now. But the point being, I think that we oftentimes in this 3D false matrix that we currently are in, I feel as though the hypnotic effect is to minimize what all of this actually means. So when one would enter a fraternity order, whether it's through their family or through uh, they just wanting to to become a part or involved in something, they're going into, into really significant oaths and really significant, um, uh, bloodlines it, it will follow you and i know that that through the bloodline we can get into it but i just those so it dates all the way back so from a little kid my first memory of the abduction um that i really remember clearly uh us being on a ship or um and i can explain that if you want but anyway that was that was basically the first i knew everything was weird to begin with because my grandfather used to literally read to me from the freemason bible and i knew it was wrong because my his wife and that side of the family uh on on uh and and growing up we always attended christian churches and oh my gosh that's you know you don't uh and my grandfather was telling me from the bible you know lucifer uh, lucifer is a bringer of light and uh lucifer actually is bringing good and all of these crazy things that we're not allowed to know about but um anyway in any event that's
1: that's amazing so do you think your your uh your father and your grandfather were experiences as well
0: you know that is a terrific question and my grandfather used to talk about stories he used to drive for uh, a living he um I don't really know exactly something to do with, uh, he worked in, uh, in part owned, I think these, uh, these clothing stores and he was always fairing clothes back and forth. It was always a bit of a mystery, mystery to me what that granddad did. But, um, yeah, I, I think that through he had tales of driving and seeing things in the sky, but he was also a huge exaggerator too. So he was, um, he was one who would yarn a tail, as we would say. So you never really knew if he was like just, you know, I don't know. I I remember him pretty vividly, but not so much for those stories. But dang, did he read from that Mason Bible to me? That's
1: insane. <laughs> a lot of it. That's it's, it's, um. So your first abduction happened in the summer of 1976. You you wrote about yep. it, and when you wrote me the email, can you explain
0: it and then your 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 follow up experiences? I'd love to hear about it. Like, sure. Um. Yeah, it was really crazy. The summer before my um, stepsister had passed away, so the following summer when we were convening all of us out at my um. So I had a blended family. Started back in the early 70s. And I was very close and grew up with uh, knowing my father and his family. And then, you know, of course, having my family with my mother and my stepfather, all equal parents in many, many aspects at that time. So in any event, um, my, uh, it was the summer we were at my stepmom's family farm and uh, my sister's One being, so there were three sisters, actually I miswrote, there were uh, three sisters, including myself, so the four of us, we were hanging out in the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, it was a farmhouse, so it was a screened in porch converted into a bedroom, that was what my sister wanted to sleep in during the summer, so the three of us all slept in that converted porch um, and during the night or before we got to sleep, there was a light illuminating from the barn uh, or over the, from the barn. And we went out and we could see from a distance that it, what could it be coming from? And we wanted to figure it out. It was just a huge beam. Um, mm-hmm. that we could tell from where we were. So we threw in our shoes, we ran down our, literally our backyard and then onto some very uh just a gravel drive that took you into the barn area. And then, and it wasn't like a, it was very, uh, very well, it was just very sparse. It was just nothing but dirt and gravel. And I say this to make a point for later, but anyway, my sister and I split off. We go around to the left and my other sisters go around to the right. And we, and the screen memory, this is what I understand now and what I've heard other People talk about our screen memories, right? What was implanted in my memory at the time was we all met in the back, nothing's going on. How stupid, even though the light was still going, how stupid. And we all go back up and we all go to bed. The following morning. So let me, let me, one of the sisters uh, was not a very nice sister. She was quite an, a mean sister. So, <laughs> To spend that time, quality time with her really meant a lot to me. And I explained this because later I was so jarred by what happened. But in any event, we kind of bonded that night. We all went back in. We went to sleep. And the next morning when they uh, they had woken up earlier a little bit than I had, and I woke up with the memory of what actually had happened. It was vivid in my mind it was not a dream <laughs> it was literally the memory so what had happened was was as we were coming around to the back we were we were taken up we were uh i don't remember the beaming part but i remember whatever we were beamed up to there was this ramp it was like a people walker that we were on and were ramped up with and it was clear on both sides And we're ramping up to this huge uh, hangar. Uh, It would have, it would have like a, I don't know, a ginormous ship would have been able to have gone through it. It was absolutely beyond massive, mind blowing. It could barely, it's not a giant, but you could barely see the outside of it. It was huge. So as we're ramping up, I remember looking over my left shoulder and I could see Earth behind me. I remember my sisters being around me and there were a lot of people with us. We get up to the top platform and there's a podium and this woman's in a uniform she's got her hair pulled back in a tight bun it's dark she's got an ice cream hat on uh i remember her uniform was like a there was a button jacket it was like a grayish um green brown maybe i guess what we khaki uh it was very military and then she had this this emblem that looked almost like star wars but it it wasn't because I was, I loved, or not Star Wars, excuse me, Star Trek. I love Star Trek. So I knew, I, I remember when I see that, that it was, uh, uh when I saw that in my memory, I'm like, oh, this isn't Star Trek. It, she doesn't have a Star Trek symbol on. It's different. So that was the memory. She motions to her left and I go, uh, I'm facing her. So I go to my right and my sisters go the other way. So I'm alone, I'm going off and then um I go through these doors. It's a big, huge, round room. They um, lay us down on these or tell us, instruct us to, to lay down on a mat. As I'm laying down on a mat, what we now know is memory foam. Back then, I didn't know how to describe it. I just said the mat kind of oozed and squeezed around you and it became like a dental chair, but we were facing up. And, um, After just a moment, and the room was full of others, and after just a moment, the ceiling went completely translucent, as well as the sides. And then I realized, oh, we're having an astronomy, or I'm going to learn about the stars, I remember thinking. The next morning, uh, so now I wake up with this memory, and it's just absolutely brilliantly clear in my head. My family's kind of already finished with breakfast. I guess I slept in later than I thought. My family's already kind of finished with breakfast because I remember they were outside. I go out there and knowing that we're going into town. um, And I hear my sister behind me say, oh my God, she's such a snot. Oh my God, what's that disgusting thing on the back of your leg? That's so gross. It's so disgusting. You're such an idiot. What kind of stupid person would have like just going on about it? And I was Shattered because I just bonded with her the night before. I knew that what I what happened to us not only everything that they had the screen memory of and more, but we had more that happened. And she's being so mean to me. So mm-hmm. anyway, what it was was I looked behind my leg and it is this round cigar shaped look like I had had a cigar put out on the back of my right thigh. It oh was and nasty. Um, but the weirdest thing was it didn't hurt when I reached back to touch it, it was pulpy. I know that sounds so gross. It wasn't oozing. It was like on the healing process. It was already starting to heal. Like it had passed that, that pulpy, like it was just like, it had passed the oozing, bleeding part. It was already on the way to healing. And it, it I mean, I was it was huge. You, it was un you could not miss it. I still have the scar. Anyway. Um, I have a question.
1: Mm-hmm. Like now, like now that you were like looking further into this and like, that you had like your awakening, like, obviously like you're here tonight. So you've had some kind of an awakening at some point and you're into this stuff. Like, or you're, you're interested in it because of your experiences. Like, what do you think you were in contact with? Do you think that was like Nazis and did you see any
0: grays at all? I don't. I remember the uniforms and here's how I'm kind of starting to see uh, things. The uniforms. um, Oh, oh, my God, I forgot to tell you the weirdest part. So she's standing there and behind her is a freaking giant. It's something and it's massive. It's like two. It's like twice her width. And I see the waist of it and the chest and the shoulders. And I never I didn't I didn't look up. Um, But he had a thing on him. So I think looking back on it, it had something to do because of the uniforms. It was not benevolent. I think that when we really, I think there's gray areas, but I think that intention is always really black or white you're either serving others or you're serving self so was this organization serving self yes i do think it was and now looking back on it i think it was because who serves self our military our government you know all of the mind control bs that we have to that we have chosen to in this lifetime to come into to be aware of so that we could be a light and a vibration so that we can break this hypnotic. I mean, you and I both know where we live and we know how bad the spell is here. I think this area holds one of the most strangest stuck frequencies that I've I've ever encountered. Um, I love it here, but I'm, I've been placed here because I know I have to ripple. I know I have to spread love. And, and anyway, I've known that that part of my journey, when you asked, like, when did the paranormal stuff, I had so many experiences as a child, knowing these things and having experience with beings that were before this abduction. So that's why I kind of went back to all that. So how old was that abduction? Like, how old were you in that abduction? Uh, 76. So
1: 10, I was born in 66. And then did you have like uh, experiences with like what we would call like paranormal entities as well? Oh
0: my God, our houses were always haunted. They were always freaking high. I, you know, even before we left Springfield, Missouri, we moved around a lot um, within Springfield um, for whatever reasons. I don't really remember. Once my dad got the position, with the federal uh, penitentiary, the government um, job, then he uh, he, um, I'm sorry. Then we kind of then were transferred out. But prior to that, we lived in house after house. One house we had, um, it was a uh, would have been 74 when my brother was born, and we had something land on our roof Christmas Eve, um, and. What? Yeah. My dad, uh, it was, it was an alien. Yeah, He saw it. My brother has seen them through his windows. Um, we, we've seen them in every place we've lived. And I, and then we've also had the paranormal where I, we've had the dark energies that have been there. Um, one of which was when I was living, uh, I lived in SoCal most of my adult life, the past 25, before I moved to Pittsburgh, I lived in, uh, in, southern california but the point is even as an adult with my own family and kids um i had uh paranormal experiences wait
1: you live in pittsburgh right now oh yeah i'm in pittsburgh oh i'm in pittsburgh too uh, did do we do okay. we bond over that before do we i think we did we mm-hmm. did talk about that before i did okay that's so you know. cool that you live understand. in pittsburgh like that's so that's so mm-hmm. cool but you've had these experiences your whole life like and, and did yes. your dad see the crap? Did he see the alien on Christmas Eve? And like, what, what, yes. he, how, what was his reaction
0: um, to the, it? The thing I think is that people minimize it. They laugh it off. It's not what they think it is. Or it is what they think it is, but nobody's really going to listen to it. Or, or if you do say something about it, you know, you're wanting attention. Or, I mean, I could just, you know toss them all out because it's all true. Like there's so much intimidation about why we don't and and why it doesn't even matter if we do. So my dad, he just kind of accepted this in stride. He was shocked uh, by it. I remember he wouldn't tell us what he saw for the longest time. Um, The Noise on the, I mean, at at the time that it happened it was Santa Claus on the roof. Um, And when he went up to investigate, he was white when he came back, he was shaken. that was just one incident. Um, but see, here's the thing. He was an ex-military man. So he probably has had all kinds of experiences where he doesn't even remember, you know, when he was stationed overseas. And I think that here's what I know about the government, having lived on government bases, especially penitentiaries who were once government bases that had converted because the government does not waste a dime. The government will reuse, reuse, reuse. That's why I think the enlisted brothers and sisters, moms and dads that we love so dearly, I believe that is their contract to the government, do what you will. Because you are giving over, you're taking pledges. And I think that they're they're wonderful people. I mean, my, my family is very connected in the military and i i am coming to believe that this is what it is and their memories are wiped they're used and reused and reused and reused that's why the 20 and backs happened and i believe my family was was part of that and that ship hovered over my house that i told you about in boron california in the mojave desert it was doing something over my house Imagine the expense to just fire up, you know, an F-18 and go cruise it around. How much does it cost to take a ship, get it ready to go, prep it, blah, 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 take it over and let it just sit on somebody's. I mean, there's intention behind that. So yeah, yeah. we've got, we
1: got, really, we got a really cool comment. I wanted to show you this, this guy, oh. Guy Merritt. I've never seen him in my chat before. So oh. hello, Guy. He says, my co-workers got abducted in 94 I saw the damn thing that took them. I'm not joking. I could have hit the enormous triangle with a rock.
0: Oh my god! So, so did he, Did they come back? Did they say anything about it? Like, what, did they ever guy? Did they ever see him again?
1: I'd love to hear more. Yeah.
0: Oh That'd my be gosh! Yeah, the, the yeah. ship over my house in um, Boron, California, that came in over the Mojave Desert, low and slow. That thing was. I guess, an early model of a TR-3B. I used to tell people it was like an elongated triangle um, and the tip was blunted off. I would love to know the people who were behind that mission, if they have memories of that mission. I mean, I would just love to connect with people who have been...
1: but what's weird is you were just telling your story about the TR-3B and that comment came up like about a triangle. So how weird is that? Like that's because like, your story is about a TR-3B and he just happened to comment about a TR-3B. So what are the chances that that would happen? That's such a synchronicity.
0: Yeah, it is. And I do think that also with vibration and what happens. um, it, it, We are all here. We're mirrors of each other. Um, It's kind of returned a smoky mirror. But what I think of it as, is you're my consciousness and I'm your consciousness. We're just different aspects and different experiences of the same consciousness. They got to work an hour late and would only talk to me. Long story. Hell, I kind of saw him. Hell, I kind of saw him again. I don't know what that means. Got
1: uh, I, I don't know. And then he says he just woke up and stumbled upon this video. I'm glad you're here. You know, oh, that, that's cool. cool. Like, that is but, a synchronicity. <laughs> that is a synchronicity because well, can you tell a little bit more about your story in the Mojave Desert with the TR3B? Like that would oh, be really interesting to hear.
0: That's like that <laughs> sounds really cool. That was really trippy. Okay, wait. Let me pull up a kind of like let me whoa, let me get my I can let share screen if you want to. If you do you have a Oh, I got to shut myself off. I'm talking to myself. Did I, did I end us? No, I didn't. Good. No, you're good. Um, Do you, have, do you have our pictures? I could show you what they, uh, well, here, let me, Um, I think I have the, our email where I sent it to, I'm sorry, I'm being kind of a doofus right now. I'm pretty good at being a doofus though. I've I'm just going through
1: now. the comments. Like more people are joining So that's fine. I I, I can share the screen. I Hold on. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can pull up your, um. Your your email from you and see my computer moves slow when I run StreamYard so like it's it's not very good but I want I do want to pull up your pictures I have them here um, let me see if I can oh yeah
0: I have I them right here. Oh, maybe yeah. I, you you know what let me you can try to space yeah space yeah, space yeah. Space? or do you want me to- I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it let's see how it works when I do it present size uh, share screen okay. Sharing screen, share screen. one it?
1: second, guys. I'll just go through the chat. I'll go. Through, I'll say some of your, um, show some of your messages while she's doing that.
0: So I'm gonna kind of go through. Can you see my screen? Okay. Oh, share. Whoops. Yeah. No, because I'm not doing it. Okay. How is it now? Hold
1: on one second. Um, it's not pulled up yet. It, it's not for okay. some reason. Like. And now, and now I can't pull the comments up on the screen.
0: Oh no, maybe we shouldn't stress it. I can tell the story without the pictures. I I don't know why. I, I mean, oh no, I just froze up. Oh shoot. Let's turn this off. It's a heavy load to do it this way, right? Did I lose you? I wonder if I'm doing the show. I think I might be. Rob, what happened to you? Okay, I'm gonna try to tap dance.
1: I'm back. I'm We're back. Here
0: okay, <laughs> okay. Cool. Guys, I, I got I got shut out for a second. Like, yeah, that's that's I, crazy. Like, I can share the story without having all of that pulled up. It's it's interesting though to see the perspective, but um, yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we moved to a government base um, that was outside of Edwards Air Force Base and had originally been used as an air station and I can read you a little blurb on it my brother pulled this up um, in 19 in the 1940s uh, 1961 it was called the boron Air Force Station and it was a substation for um, Edwards Air Force Base and it had an active tower um on it that had a radar even when we lived there in 1979 when we moved there um that's we uh, my mother and i used to clean those towers and it was still very much the military personnel but it was like um you know i don't know if you guys are familiar anybody on the show familiar with like the military cul-de-sac circle style housing so you got the circle on the outside of the houses. And then you got the circle on the inside with the houses, which forms your little neighborhood. And then in the backyard of the little circular houses is usually a little playground, much like how a trailer park is put together is how the military does it. So we lived on the outside of the circle um, and the back of our house was out exposed to the desert. My sister and I uh, were 45 minutes outside of Uh, Boron, California, as far as how far the bus would take, you know, the bus ride was 45 minutes. And my uh, brother and sister were in elementary school, so they used to get the earlier bus. We would generally arrive about 20 minutes after they would show up, um, 20 minutes after. I say this for a purpose. So my sister and I get off the bus. We walk up the long drive you know, into the neighborhood all the way around the circle, you know, to the center of the circle where our house is. As we're approaching the house, um, I notice something flying out of, and I guess that would be um, the west because that's where Edwards would be from us. Uh, So I see something low and slow and black flying out. It came in kind of fast. And as I'm starting to see it, I see that it's a, like a triangle shape. And I'm thinking, my first thought was what the hell, this isn't Star Wars, like what is this? You know, cause I, our Star Wars was the movie that had just come out two years earlier. And I'm like going, what the? And I'm like, Adrian, do you see this? And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing this. So it's coming in and it goes real slow. And then it like literally sits on top of my house. And we're looking up at this thing and the first thing that I, I thought was, this thing is obviously not military. It's not anything we geeky little military kids are used to seeing. So what the hell is it? It was this elongated black triangle. It was absolutely a matte black. I mean, I'm seeing the underside of this like a mechanic does when they throw the car up on the on the lift, you know? It's like I could yeah. like working on it it had these geometric patterns and they were like triangles and circles. And it was like going in like a birthday cake and coming out like a birthday cake. And there were like patterns all over. Um, It was like, and all of the texture of it was like a black sand. It reminded me of a beach. It was just black sand. Um, Let's see. I didn't really hear any humming. My sister heard it clearly. Um, What else? Oh, And then here, okay, so we're looking at it, we're seeing the geometric patterns, and then I'm gonna get this close to the camera. Do you guys see the symbols on this masonry post? The bird, the wavy line?
1: Yeah, I can see it. Okay, can you see
0: it over here too, kinda? Let me see if I can can take
1: the, wait, let me see, I can do this and-
0: Oh, oh, okay, that's that's right. right.
1: Thank you, there, there we go.
0: Okay, I say this for a reason because Okay, you and I live here in Pittsburgh. Do you ever go to a cemetery, Homewood Cemetery? Um, I live live
1: outside of the city. I live like 20 minutes outside of the
0: city. Okay, well, in any event, there's a lot of Mason, um, Freemason uh, temples that are, are, or what do you call them? The mausoleums. And a lot of them have these symbols on them. But I will tell you this, from these symbols, I saw the bird symbol. I saw the squiggly sea uh, line, the ones that go this way. I saw the one that goes this way with the line under it, the bump, and this way. So it's kind of this, you know, with the bump in the middle. Uh, I saw a bird. Oh, I saw uh, a ha- the hand looking thing that I think maybe is an oar. I don't know what that is. Anyway, I say this because as we're looking at the ship, all of a sudden these images came into view and it looked like a maybe a holographic and my sister didn't see it, but she remembers me saying, oh my God, are those hieroglyphics? And then as I'm saying that the ship starts to to lift up, it goes back out over the desert, it lifts up more and it's a ways away now. And now it like just darts up to the right and literally pings and it's gone. Like it was insane. It. so that's insane do you think there was a point something. where you
1: might have been taken
0: no i i don't think i was but god rob that's okay hold on to that let's parking let that for two seconds because here's what my sister and i are used to hearing sonic booms we've lived on bases we know how this stuff works no boom happened she looks at me and she goes oh my god mom's inside and i'm like oh my god so we go running down it's just a little slopey running into the house and man, government is cheap, 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 cheap. The government is so cheap to their people. So we have a little cigar or a shoebox house. It's just nothing. The, there's a bathroom in the middle of the house with three bedrooms on the perimeter of the house, a kitchen, a living room, and boom, call it a house. It's literally nothing. It's cute, but nothing, you know, whatever. Um, so my mom, I we go screaming into the house. My mom is a... Um, my mom's not a calm woman. She can be a little dramatic and she gets excited and she's got two teenage girls who are screaming in to her house and we don't have any sight of her. So my sister goes out the backyard, out the back door, uh, through the kitchen, out the back door to try to figure out where the hell mom is um, and see if there's more ships. And I'm waiting and I hear this boom, boom scrape coming from the back room. Now, The laundry room is on one side of the shoebox house and my parents' bedrooms are on the other side of the shoebox house. In the middle of the house is a bathroom. So I say this again because my mother, very meticulous woman, used to take the laundry, take it into her room, fold it. We would then go get it off of her bed. That was the tradition because when she came out of that back room, I heard boom, boom, scrape. She came out wringing a tea towel like she had just done dishes or something in a water area. She was just wringing her hands on a tea towel and goes mumbling past me. Well, I guess I need to go start supper now. And it's maybe four fifteen in the afternoon, which was just, she was just out of her mind. I didn't oh my hear my gosh. body. Look. Pardon. Go ahead. And Oh my God. That's what do you think happened to her? Well, I think, well, my brother was also home that I didn't know at the time because normally a bratty little brother would come out to see what his sisters are going to get in trouble about. You come in the house screaming. I mean, what are you doing? And there's the the drama that could ensue and a little brother could just love, right? But that was not happening. It was, um, mom was in a trance. Uh, I remember going into my room and then later coming out and uh this i it wasn't my night to set the table so i didn't have a whole lot to do with supper that night but uh, i get called for dinner and my brother's sitting at the table and i'm like hey when did you get home and he goes what do you mean i came home on the bus which means he would have already been home so what i think happened Ooh, amazing i really think my mom and my brother were on a 20 and back i honestly because of the incidences that happened later in life The people I've heard, the way it happened, like the way they came out of the room, the way they were still in a trance. I mean, I don't know. My brother's open to getting uh, regression therapy. My mother tried a couple of times from the MUFON people that had their experts try to help them. And they got she could they could not get anything out of her between clenched teeth uh, came the words. Um, you will not, you cannot speak before it or it will not speak before it's time or something like she was not there was something that was telling um that you are not speaking and she couldn't, she couldn't even get it out. It was bizarre. Guy wanted
1: to know, he wrote, you left to comment before he wanted to know if you see sequences and numbers, but like I see sequences and numbers and I'm not an abductee, but I think it's more of like an awakening thing. I think a lot of people that are like, it's like a spiritual thing. Like, you know, like angel numbers, you see, yes. like, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm, I'm not quite sure. And I could be an abductee. I, I don't know. I, I never like got
0: regression. Bob, I, I think all of us are. I think there are times when we are taken up and we are examined and we are put back. My number that I always see is my birthday, 819. I'll see it in the morning, I'll see it at night. I also see 1111. I see um, the reverse. I'll see a lot of anagrams. I'll see 1001 or if that's what it is that what it's called when it's like or stereograms when it's reversed like uh 1001 or 1221. And then I'll see a lot of times just straight up 222s, two, two, 444s, four, four, you know, just Want to hear a good one? yeah the other night um
1: my girlfriend was feeling really down we were on the phone with each other you know she was like feeling like real bad and uh she was like missing her family and everything and um something like something felt like it like bit me or something and uh I dropped my phone when I picked my phone up I didn't hit any numbers on it and there was a bunch of fours all across the it was like four, 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 four. and I just told her that I was feeling really down too and we looked up what four, 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 four means. And it means that you have love and support by your angels. Like, so we, at that time we both needed it too. And, and I think that was a sign. I don't think that I, my cheek hit the phone. I think that was really a sign, you know, I don't know. Though. It could have been a, a coincidence. You, you never I know, right?
0: No, I, I completely think that there are not many. I had a, my girlfriend and I here in Pittsburgh, uh, She, uh, we, she, and I decided to go visit a psychic who was not a good psychic. Um, and, uh, we left a little disappointed. I didn't connect with my sister or my grandmother or, you know, the people that I wanted to talk to didn't come in and she also didn't connect. Uh, I'm sitting in the back seat of her car and my phone rings and I look down at it and I'm like, Marissa, who the hell's a Marissa? And she just went white and she said, are you effing with me? And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, no, I don't know. It's Marissa's calling that's. And then that was who she wanted to connect with. That was her best friend's daughter who had passed away and she has psychic, a lot of dreams. She's very psychic. She has a lot of dreams come up and that will actually come true. So, I mean, I just got goosebumps again, but yeah, that it was, I think these things happen because we have, our higher selves are always in tune with why we're here. I'm here to to do whatever to be of service to others how can I help how can I be of service whether it's by the way I speak to you by it's the way um, we are able to assist one another in whatever endeavor or whatever it's not my intention is not, an intention to serve myself. My intention is an intention just to serve in a loving way. So I think many times when we're open to that, we're open to the synchronicities, the things that come in, we're just kind of naturally, you know, because we're gonna be able to receive it. Those open minds are gonna be able to see it and we're, we're gonna be able to transmit it because all around us, all the time, this ascension is happening. And our higher selves are reminding us constantly why we're here, why we're triggered, how we're working on the triggers, how we're solving things, how we're moving forward. I mean, Rob, you doing what you're doing with the show, it's just, it's remarkable. You're bringing so many people together and your graphics are really crazy good. They just absolutely, you've just, I'm going to have to, it's amazing how you're doing great. I just love seeing this show. I'm so excited to tune in. Oh, thanks.
1: I appreciate it. Um, the, the, the guy has weird experiences. I, I'm going to have this guy on the show, too. He says he walked into his cardiologist's office kind of tense a few months ago. The PC at the check turned itself off. Then the EK machine,
0: EK machine turned itself off. Weird, weird stuff. That's hilarious. So you guys understand that we are energy, right? And all the time around us, our energy is moving. So like if I were to take my pendulum right now, I could. Oh, spin your pendulum. nice. Oh yeah. Well, I use it. I mean, they're, they're great tools, but the point is I spin it and, and constantly it's spinning in the direction of my energy. I do nothing. We are energy. It's just showing me that my energy is moving. That's all it's doing. It's just, it's not me. It's science. So when we recognize how big our energy is and how big our energy field can be, then I think it's it's just impactful. So Guy, when you walked in and all that stuff happened and the PC on the wall, I mean, your energy made an impact. There was a reason. And again, I think it keeps coming back to how our higher selves are constantly is constantly here around us and with us and guiding us. And the more open we are, uh, the more I think we expand and we can radiate what we're here to do.
1: Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, your your other experience the um the the Jacksonville Beach uh,
0: psychic connection 2015. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, the sister that saw the boron thing with me. um, Hang on, Mama needs a sip of wine. Mm. The boron thing, that sister, Adrienne, she lives in Arizona, and um, I live here in Pittsburgh. And I would go down to Jack's Beach or I do my my boyfriend works for the um, sports. So he does different sports venues and I sometimes will travel with them, which was Jack's Beach TPC golf tournament. It was lots of fun. It was really beautiful. We were going a couple three years. I think it was anyway. First year we were there uh, was when it happened. And I, um, I have pictures of that, too. So we are uh, staying in a hotel. This was in 2015. So we're staying in a, you know, the hotels that are just stacked, right? And they're just rows of rooms, correct? Yeah. So that's our hotel. We got ocean facing, super nice, beautiful sunsets, blah, blah, blah. So one of the days that I'm there, I think it was the second or third day, I'm standing on my balcony and I notice, which this happens a lot in my life too, um, I will see black ops. Uh, I will see them and they will be where I am at for whatever reason, (laughs) it just happens. So, and this is a weirder part. I'm seeing it on the beach. There's five of them. And then I see them go over me. Boom, 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 boom. And of course, you know, I'm looking out, trying to see the tail numbers, seeing if I can see any identifying markers and I see nothing. Okay. So now my boyfriend gets back. Oh, my God. Did you see those black house? I'm like, yeah, wasn't that crazy? Blah, blah, blah. You know, we're chatting about it. And now it's nighttime. We've come back from dinner. We're, you know, hanging out, you know, playing music on the the patio or uh, balcony, whatever. He goes inside to shower and I'm seeing this weird light thing happen and I'm looking up and looking around and I can see, clearly see, a black outline of something. Uh, and then it's very foggy. And then I see these lights and they're pink and they're blue. Now, whether or not it was a ship of any import of UFO, that's not even the story. That's not even the weird stuff that happened. Okay. I'm noticing this. What the hell? What is this? I'm looking, trying to figure it out. Right? I don't have any answers. The next day, Dave goes, my boyfriend goes out and does his little, you know, uh, you know, his golf thing, his, his little work thing while I sit on the beach. Um, so he goes and does his stuff and I go and um, decide I'm going to call my sister. So I didn't talk to her in a while. Uh, and plus, I'm going to tell her this weird shit I just saw the night before, you know. Anyway, I call her and, um, you know, I'm catching up. It's been a few weeks and you know, Hey, what's going on? Not much. What's going on with you? Not much. She's talking about her farm. Uh, I'm talking, you know, a little bit about my kids and everything. And, and, and then um, I said, Hey, Adrian, and she has no idea I'm out of town. Hey, Adrian, I got to tell you something. She goes, yeah. I go, I got to tell you what I saw last night. And she goes, no sister, let me tell you what you saw last night. And I'm like, my jaw drops. I'm like, What? She describes in detail the, the um, five black ops helicopters, how they went directly over. She describes the roof line, how I looked around. She described the lights. She described the ship. I mean, she described it all. She said she was standing over, I think, my left shoulder.
1: She was there yeah. psychically is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, for what? And I don't know if that psychic ability came, you know, when that came, she had always had that psychic ability. One of the sadder stories is um, when our sister passed away, the day she passed away, um, my sister said to my mom, if you let her go, you will never see her again. And my sister passed away in a car crash that evening. I mean, that's just, I mean... It's I don't know when all this starts. Right. All I can do is point back and I think, OK, what guys say? I don't think most people on the freeway of 94 could see the huge triangle. I was the only person even slowing down.
1: He's talking about his experience. He had a, he saw a black triangle. He said he's talking about um, these people like it's I've noticed I, you probably know this from being in the chat. A lot of a lot of people that are in my chat, they have experiences. They're like they have, oh, they're yeah. just like you. Oh yeah, that's why they they flock to this kind of like because we're we're all experiencers of some sort, right? I think. And we're all trying to figure
0: this. Yeah, and we're all trying to figure this stuff out. And as we have taken our experiences of the stuff, you can't not see. I mean, I can't go back to being to not knowing that the stuff is out there. I can't go back to mainstream. Just but I will tell you, a lot of people are waking up. The friend that I mentioned about the the Marissa call. Uh, she has a story of a couple, uh, 10, 15 years ago. She's again from here, Pittsburgh. She's driving to her little bank job, uh, wherever it was in Shaler or wherever she was living. And she between, oh no, she was working in Pittsburgh, in downtown Pittsburgh. Anyway, she said between two buildings, she was stopped at a light between two buildings. She saw a classic silver saucer, just a straight up UFO like real you know what everybody you know the saucer she saw it yeah she looked at it she sat there and stared at it and then the light turned green and she went she said she went to her job she did her job she didn't think about it she said she went home that night and it was when she was cooking dinner that it hit her oh my god I saw like that's when she realized what she saw. Isn't that bizarre? Like, why is that? Why do you think? And I think everyone, like, why does anybody think? Does anyone have an opinion on that?
1: Yeah, like, if you guys have any questions for Brooke, you can put them in the comments. And um, if you guys have any opinion on that or as to why it is, like, these experiences happen. But let me ask you this. Do you think that a lot of the, the aliens that are coming, do you think they're coming interdimensionally? Or do you think it is an extraterrestrial thing? That seems to be a big, um, I think
0: a big I think the government knows that we are ascending right now. I think the government knows that um, the Federation, Galactic Federation of Light, the Arcturians, you know, our brothers and sisters, our our similar streams of consciousness know that the light codes are coming in. I think that the whole thing that just happened, you know, a couple of years ago that we don't really want to talk about because of censorship on your show, I think that was a stage to try to test people to see how numb they were but i also think that everything that the dark entities have been trying to do because right now we're dividing we're either service to self or service to others it's it's really a division time right now and i think that when people really understand um uh, that what's going on then they'll have a lot more peace because things have to change Um, It's just and it's going to change, even though we want it to or not. So I think there's a huge separation. And I believe that with that separation, you have both sides that are positioning to try to grab whatever soul is going in whatever direction. Um, I think that we inside of ourselves, I think I, I follow the mastery of Jesus and other incredible teachers. And I, I believe that what they kept telling us was love is the most powerful weapon. I mean, Hey, you guys, you remember Moana, Rob, did you see the movie Moana by any chance? No, but someone told me about it, but if you could refresh me, I'm not familiar. It's the little Hawaiian movie where you've got, um, Oh my gosh, why am I going to forget her name? My grandson will never forgive me. (laughs) You've got the little Hawaiian girl who recognizes that her Island is dying and she's got to go help it. And the reason it's dying is because, you know, uh, nefertiti uh or whatever she i forget the entity's name has turned dark because her heart was stolen and her heart was stolen by by maui um he stole the heart she went black and dark so when moana moana that's the hawaiian girl's name so when moana is in her true self and who she's meant to be she brings to the monster as the monster's crawling to her to kill her The weapon she hands her is love. And from that, the monster is melted. And I think we all have to remember if we're going with an intention of love and our love is it's the you know, it's in the Ephesians. If you want to talk about the full armor protection, which I believe is in there to teach us to to really stand in our divine self. And to know who we are and what we are and and who our spirit is and that we are sovereign. We're not made to go to work and pay taxes and bow down. Government, government, mind control, govern the mind. It's just, I mean,
1: okay. Yeah, and and where we're at, like right now, I truly believe like where we're where we're at position in the universe. I think we're in like the galactic center, and I think that's like sending. Energy rays of conscious, like that's like expanding people's consciousness. I I really truly believe something like that's going on. Gerald Clark said that before. Like, he was, he was like real big into that. That he thought that, like, that our consciousness was going to expand and we were going to be like a new evolution of a human being. That, like,
0: well, we are because the false matrix is falling away. The false matrix, it doesn't have any light anymore. The darkness is collapsed. The light codes are coming in too strong. People are waking up. There's a division. Um, fear is going to be something of the past. Uh, we are, you know, oh, the angel says sometimes the, the ships you see are the galactic family are your galactic family watching over you. When I see my ships, I feel it. And I dance and sing. That's so true. That's so true. And I think that a lot of times people will see things that they don't even realize is a part of them. I think there's angels who walk among us. I have stories about that too, where I could not find that person again. And I know I was entertaining an angel on a couple of occasions because those people just went, they weren't there. I mean, were they, what they call the TPC, where they really were, you know, non-player character? I don't know. But I know that twice, and it was so impactful because um, (laughs) I realized, you know, it just you you got it we're so connected our consciousness came here so we could heal whatever vibration and whatever negative vibration we need to heal with each other and have peace in order for us to ascend and really love is the only thing that's going to save us
1: love i agree and i i, I was going to read this A guy said that he says when he when the blue light happened he had been watching assisted suicide videos long oh. story he, because he thinks they knew really? so maybe they were trying to help him out like they were trying to save him or something like I know right that's that's something to definitely think about and and then Maya says all the govs govs around the planet know everything happening and hide everything that could liberate and free us humans that's totally true yeah
0: yeah it, well, the thing is, they're making money off of us. I mean, it, we are a commodity. That's all we are. I mean, when we're born, we get our birth certificate. And on our they birth own us.
1: certificate,
0: they, own us. they do. It's in capital letters. So they've created a corporation. And a corporation is placed. It's a It's. It's a shell entity of ourselves. So in every government document, and you'll know this from the mortgage business, you're doing a contract. Everything's in caps. And that's for a reason because you're yeah. brokering not with that spirit of that person, but you're brokering. This is how you break. So soul ties as well. You know, you you don't make agreements as your soul self, as your as your name. You break agreements as your legal entity or you. Yeah, you make agreements in your legal entity is the smarter way to do it. Um, if you have to do those. And I always use caps, anything that I do, any government, whatever, it's all caps.
1: (laughs) What are your thoughts on the afterlife? Like, I mean, because obviously you believe in psychics, you believe in, it seems like you believe in reincarnation, like do you believe in the afterlife then? Or are you a pretty good proponent? And do you believe that we can connect? Like, I, I always I always quote Mark Anthony's book. It's called The Afterlife Frequency, where he talks about like they're just on a different frequency than us. But I'd like to know what they're doing over there because it seems like every time I talk to a psychic, they're great, but they never know, like that, the, the, the other side never gives us information about the other side. It's like a big mystery. And I'm trying to figure out what it is before I go there. <laughs> <Do> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I want to know. Like, I want to know what's going on. You
0: know? Well, I I no longer hold the belief that there's an actual um, place that we go to. I don't think that's how it works. Um, I think that that's something that was a construct that, you know, I, I believe the afterlife or what happens is we're just transitioning into another way of being. We're transitioning. We're not even going to really realize it. I mean, we're, you know, where you leave off generally is where you restart. So the thing I always say is, is to, to my humans is, you know, think about where you want to leave off. Do you want to start there? Do you want to start at the spot you left off where you succumbed to whatever malady dis-ease, which manifests into disease, I mean, not that people don't die of disease, but I mean, the medical community is a whole other thing that gets me a little riled up because medical is not health. Medical is medicine to make money off of you. So I think that when we have the idea that we have to um, succumb to the way they tell us to be, and I got a little bit down the bunny trail because I was looking at the little things pop up. Um, oh, yeah. It's just we're going to be where we left off so how how who are you are you service to others are you service to self are you aware are you mindful um i don't think there it, it's like a reward system i think ourselves are our higher selves i think we are who we are so however you want to vibrate and wherever you want to end off is totally your shot to call And your experience, because we're sovereign beings. So your experience is going to be where you left off, I believe.
1: We got Uh, another really good comment. I got to have this girl on the show, too. There's some really good people in the chat tonight, like Mm -hmm. really interesting experiences. They're all good people. I love them all. But like, what I wanted to say was Sarah Kay says, Shelly, I was completely intervened during my NDE as well. Otherwise, there's no way I would be here. Generally, people cannot survive anaphylactic shock without some type of intervention. Like, Sarah, I want you, if you what want to come on see? my show, email me. Yeah. My email is TypicalSkeptic1 at gmail.com. It's in my about section of my channel. Like, anybody that wants to come on, Guy, if you're still here, if you want to come on, like, I, I have anybody on that has a really good story and that has, like, proof of the, not proof of the afterlife, but, like, if you had an NDE or an ET experience, like, I definitely want to hear it. So, like, email me. Like,
0: you well, know, like, well, but... Did you read Dr. Eben's book? Um, he was the neuroscience or neuro uh, doctor. Um, I'm going to pull it up, but yeah, Dr. Eben Alexander. Uh, what was his book's name? Dr. E. B. A. L. Alexander. I, I, oh I, my I've, gosh. Heard,
1: I've heard of him though. That sounds proof familiar. Proof of Heaven.
0: Proof of Heaven.
1: Yeah. It's What's proof that of all about? Like.
0: So basically what happened was, was he was dead. He was brain dead. And he said that in, and he knows by reading his charts, what was actually happening. And he was literally dead. So he says that he started out kind of in this primordial ooze. Oh my God, that's a hard word to say. Kind of in this ooze as this entity that was trying to rise above. And then he started ascending. And um, I think in his book, he did allude to kind of a frequency kind of feeling. Um, it's just absolutely fascinating. Um, I think it's on audit, uh, Audible. So a lot of times while I'm doing the dishes, I'll listen to a good book. Um, but this one I actually read, read. But um, yeah, I that's really good if you want to. Uh, and I'm sure you've got so many of these beautiful souls that have had way, probably like Shelley. Oh, my gosh. I'd love to hear her. Earth, I'm sorry, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, see, it, it, well, it, it, I was completely intervened. Is it I Sarah Kay? Yeah. I wonder if she'll answer us, Sarah Kay. Yeah. I, I don't know she went. That's dark. so cool. Yeah. Um, it, it, so uh,
1: did you have anything else we wanted to cover before we go over uh, or before we uh, finish up for tonight? No, I think this is excellent. This is so much fun. This this really is. I love doing these live shows because like, it's like the audience gets to interact and everything. And like, it seems like everybody, everybody likes it. Oh, she's uh. let me see what she says. She said here,
0: um, I feel so, I feel so
1: loved one. and seen tonight is beautiful. Thank you so very much everyone. I've honestly been working on meditation and trying to uncover 35 minutes of lost time. Still want to be hypnotically regressed. Oh, oh okay. Yeah.
0: So yeah she there wants was- to be
1: hypnotically regressed before she, uh, before she, before she comes on maybe.
0: Yeah. That would be yeah. good. I had an experience where I did go to the other side. I, it was uh, I I don't know. I don't think it was the other side. I'm understanding. I think I saw the new earth. I think what I saw was. Um, well, and what's up I, with that? What do you think the new earth is? Do you think that's where we're going to go? Like, do you think like, yeah, do you think, essence, do you think that's a, getting into a
1: deeper topic? Do you think that's a simulation? Do you think this is a simulation?
0: We are in a, so we're in a false 3D matrix. Our matrix was hijacked. It was hijacked. Um, if you want to look at it biblically with the fall, uh, it was hijacked. I mean, many of these religious uh they, they have the same kind of fall situation, but that's when our matrix was hijacked. And so with it, we we were um we made a sole agreement when we came back um that we were going to When our souls started coming back, because we're all, most of us have been here before. Originally, when the fall first happened, we wanted to experience the matrix and we kind of got trapped into it. We were told that we could leave it, but we didn't realize that we would have amnesia quite the way we did. Think amniotic fluid, amnesia. I mean, our memories are wiped. We don't remember anything. You can go out and grab it. It's in the etheric field. You can go into the Akashic records. And you can do it. I do it. You can go in and tap in. You just ask permission of your higher self. I've learned how to channel that where I can I can be above myself and go into what my higher self is seeing me do as the avatar that's down here. So that's really all we are. We're just like avatars down here. So it's,
1: We have a meat suit. It's like a meat yeah. suit. And our brain's a modem. We're like, we're modulating and demodulating that's, information from consciousness yes. that's coming from an outside source.
0: Well, think about this. That we're plugged sense. into we're plugged into a grid. So at the very Tesla says this. We are pure energy, right? We're chefs. Think of us as energy. Or if you want to think of it as like little electronic like signals. When we're plugged in, that's when we light up. We're energy. And on that energy, on that spinning of energy, that that connectedness comes. My tissue comes. My my heart, my brain, and that all started forming. My sphere of light, once I plugged in, in my view, was at conception. So then now I'm forming who I'm going to be around me. I'm manifesting myself. That is how it's going to be, Rob. Basically, when we are no longer in our 3D false matrix, we will be able to manifest. We are not going to be with lack. We will be able to. I mean, I, th- I believe that that was... You know, at some point, some of that was brought back to Earth because I think that's how all of those ginormous rocks were levitated and moved um, into place, being either the pyramids or whatever magnificent structures that we can't copy today, right? I believe had to do with the fact that the whatever beings were here were teaching about manifestation and trying to pull us out of this false matrix. But I believe that now this is the end. I don't think any of us are going to come back to the false matrix. I think after this, and I believe it's going to be in an organic way where we just, we go into and out of the matrix and into the real matrix where we're actually in 5D. And so the, so you think the 5D thing is that is very real then,
1: obviously. It's, it's it like, is, and 5D, 5D is
0: love. 5D is absolute love. The way to get there is through complete love. Love is what will manifest. Love is the soul and the source of creation. You know what? Fear does not.
1: I realized I got so far away from meditation because I was, I was worried about like, I I was, I I realized this today and I I realized I made a mistake. Like I fell in love with my new girlfriend and I, I, I love her. I do. But I think I felt in love with her too much. And I wasn't focusing on myself enough. Even though you see me do all these shows, I wasn't meditating enough. I wasn't focusing on my energy. And today I started working out again. I started focusing on my energy. I started meditating more. And I started realizing, like, I can put her love on the back burner. I can still love her.
0: But I need to love
1: myself. Does
0: that make sense? Oh, my gosh. It is absolutely beautiful. And that's exactly what a healthy relationship is. where the autonomy and the willingness to, you know, to be present as yourself and to show up authentically is the source, I believe of, of what real relationships and love is all about and feeling comfortable with the other person's autonomy. And, and yes. And you know what, when you're in love, enjoy it. The sex is great always when you're in love, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> this is so great. And it's, it's a wonderful time. And now, you know what, it's, time maybe to take time back for you and and that's all i think the thing is to not beat ourselves up enjoy the experience you'll meditate when you're ready to meditate you know you'll get back to it you know you your soul's journey i believe what you do is uh it seems you're very um service to others oriented you're very focused on making sure um that you are in in some ways I think you're forgetting about Rob a little bit and you're you're probably really anyway I could I could I'll shut up <laughs> but I think mm-hmm. the point is God you know you'll get to it when you get to it and and it sounds like you want to get to it again and it feels good to do that
1: yeah Sarah says good for you Robert it's it's so easy to do that as humans so maybe yeah. I was making a good point then yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we all, we all do it. I was finding myself doing that the other day. Um, uh, I've had a stressful, you know, after the holidays, I was not getting myself back into gear. And it's interesting. You said you did that today because uh, just a couple days ago, I'm like, all right, I got to get back on my yoga mat and uh, you know, my, and start meditating and getting my my head cleared and actually putting my ornaments away and feeling like everything is back to normal again. So, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm, I'm so glad we did. We've been going about an hour. I'm so glad we did this. Oh. And do you want to tell people, like if people have questions for you, do you want to tell people how they can find you or, oh. or do you want to, in, in, in case you want to go on another show, if somebody wants you to come on their show or anything like that?
0: Oh, sure. Um, I would love to, I mean, the best uh, probably email is uh. Brooke Miller uh, at SoldMyHouse.net, and I could. um, Is there any way we could put that in that description thingy at the bottom? Oh yeah, I'll put it in the
1: description. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I. I, okay. I, I, I or I don't know how to
0: do. Sorry, I'm I'm a little tech. Yeah, whatever works best. But yeah, just Brooke Miller, Brooke with an E, Miller, Sold My House. I do real estate. I have to sell. Right, your that's house. Good. So if people
1: want it's to sell really their house. You can help them with their, really rent, their really real estate.
0: It's probably, a, yeah, that's true. But it's probably not the best email, but it's the only one I really check because Gmail just that's just junk mail. That thing so wait, is it's
1: Brooke Miller at soldierhouse.net. Soldmyhouse.net. Oh, yeah,
0: sold like my you're .net. Okay. It. yeah. Brooke Miller sold my house. Like you're announcing it. And the dot com was taken.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Well, thank well, you so much. This was so much you. fun. This was awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. It really was. It really was um thank you very much and you know what your your audience is amazing and your shows are amazing and i just i, I just so excited to listen to you every night it's fun and wow, thank you awesome. for the work you do this stuff is not easy oh thank you i appreciate that because i do work really hard at this like
1: i people don't realize how much i put into it i put a lot into it like i i do it for them and i do it for myself too because i feel like we're all learning you know what i mean i want everybody yeah. to learn everybody to feel comfortable here and come on and learn and like just have fun you know it's entertainment for everybody too that's what i I should put a disclaimer like that this is entertainment but it's like these are real experiences that people had so i can't put that because you know what i mean like what you had was a very real experience you know like so it's like how can i call that i mean this is entertainment to a certain degree but it's very real you know
0: it's kind of like if you decide that you're going to read a book that's fiction or a book that's self-help. I mean, it's really the way you choose to spend your downtime. I mean, I choose to go onto YouTube more than I will turn on network programming because I don't feel like being programmed by the networks. I don't need to listen to anything. I've gone a pretty good chunk of time, not watching that garbage. And I I could turn into YouTube and, and quality people who really get it and i think also it helps to it helps to build your discernment as well or what others would call the bullshit meter you get to figure out you know and it's i don't know it's a great journey i think youtube's awesome <laughs> and i yeah. i am really glad you're doing this and it's so much work oh my gosh yes okay
1: right, well thanks everybody for tuning in and, and until next time th- have a good night everybody and you